Welcome to this episode of the Security Clearance Careers Podcast, ClearCast, your source for security clearance, intelligence community, espionage, national security, and defense contracting updates, and our exclusive interviews with intelligence community and government leaders. Welcome back. I am attorney Sean Bigley, and I'm here with my co-host, Lindy Kaiser, and we're talking this segment about what I would term the alcohol made me do it. And this is something that, you know, I think we see all the time, both of us, where somebody, you know, got themselves into some sort of trouble, they used drugs, or they got into some domestic violence situation, or you name it. And the excuse or the defense is, well, I was drinking at the time. And so, you know, the question is, well, does that mitigate or does that actually make things worse? What's your sense? I mean, you know, I'm sure you see this come up often, but what's the general context that you most frequently encounter this issue on clearance jobs. Oh, yeah. I mean, those Doha cases that they publish are the gift that keeps on giving because you see the folks how they try to write or justify themselves out of a situation. And we find that oftentimes, whether it's like domestic uh, assault, even a workplace incident, and they blame, you know, alcohol for it. And I think the blame game is just generally not usually a winning legal strategy. I'll be curious to I get your take later, but it just because it shows a lack of personal responsibility, right? And the security clearance process is different than a legal court of law, and they really are looking at your personal reliability and trustworthiness. So whether you blame your spouse for something or a coworker or your alcohol issues, I think that actually reflects more poorly on the individual, unless then they took proactive steps and got alcohol and substance abuse treatment for that, and then can show a real real change in behavior. But I unfortunately see the other side of it where it seems like folks will just say like, oh yeah, I was, you know, I was drinking at the time I did X, Y, Z and that's why. But unless it's tied to really getting help and accepting personal responsibility and not blaming the alcohol saying like, I was just making poor life choices at that time. And this is why I did this. Um, Cause otherwise, yeah, the, the alcohol is just a symptom of a general issue of lack of reliability and trustworthiness at that point. And in, in my experience, um, I think it it reflects negatively and does not seem to actually help the applicant with their with their clearance chances. Is that what you've seen? Or yeah, I, so I think you hit on the key caveat to all of this, which is the the unless you you know went out and got help or you know took ownership of it, and so you know these are very case specific issues for us in our practice. There are times where you know, somebody has done something dumb and they were drunk and we look at it and say, okay, well, you know, the, the alcohol may actually mitigate it. If we can show, for example, that you weren't, you know, normally a heavy drinker, but for whatever reason, in this particular instance, you, you know, drank a little bit more than you anticipated or realized. And then, you know, you did something dumb and it's never going to happen again. We've seen that fact pattern come up and, you know, sometimes we can, you know, get evidence in the form of character testimony and things like that, that no, you know, this person is not a heavy drinker. They're a total lightweight or teetotaler or whatever. And, you know, on this one occasion, they over imbibed and they just weren't able to handle their alcohol. So that can be mitigating. We also see cases where somebody has done something really egregious and it's a wake up call and they finally realize like, hey, I've got a problem. I need to get some help. I need to go to rehab or counseling or, you know, get into AA 
or all of the above. And if they do that and they really take ownership and there's been enough of a passage of time to show that they're making good progress. So I would say, you know, a minimum of six months, ideally a year or more, you know, then that can be mitigating. And we can say, look, whatever this person did, it's not because of malice. It's not because of negligence. It was because of their drinking. It was a symptom of, you know, their alcoholism, for example, based on that. And based on all of these things that we can prove that they've done to get help. Now they're no longer a security risk. And, you know, what I always tell people just to keep in mind in these cases is the security clearance process is not supposed to be punitive. It's supposed to be predictive. So, what that means is, you know, just because you made a mistake previously doesn't necessarily mean that your clearance is going to be denied or revoked because of it if you can show that it's not going to happen again. If, on the other hand, you haven't done anything and you've sort of sat on your hands and said, well, I don't need help or, you know, I'm just going to kind of phone it in and make a, a, a half-hearted attempt to get help, that's not really going to cut it. And so then when we come back to this predictive assessment, well, yeah, then it starts to look like maybe there is a chance of it happening again. So to sort of get back to your original point, the, the caveat there, from our perspective, at least as defense attorneys is there are situations where the alcohol use can be a mitigating factor if the person has really taken ownership and demonstrated that that issue has been resolved. But the flip side is, and I think this is kind of what you were alluding to, most of the time, it's actually not that it's not, you know, that the the person has gotten treatment. It's that, you know, they were just kind of a drunk idiot and, you know, they're still a drunk idiot. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's a different, a different scenario. And I would imagine those are the more frequent cases that, that you're seeing, Lindy, right? Patterns of behavior are what's significant. And we do know that with COVID, that alcohol consumption, at least, or our purchase of alcohol went up significantly. I'm all about following the market trends. This is Katie Keller, editor at clearancejobs.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of ClearedCast. For more information on career and recruiting advice, visit news.clearancejobs.com.